You found the First Baptist Rockdale Midweek Podcast. Lean in and learn as we study God's Word together. Enjoy. Hey guys, if you have your Bibles, open up to First Thessalonians, okay? First Thessalonians, I'm going to shut this because there may be children or other things running down the hallway and I would feel better not hearing them scream and yell. First Thessalonians is in the New Testament. It's way far back in the New Testament, okay? So um, it's like at the end of Paul's letters, front of my Bible, back of my Bible. If you have my Bible, it's on page, uh, we'll be on the last chapter, page 988. But if you don't have my Bible, I don't know, find it, okay? Um, but First Thessalonians, it's a letter written by Paul um, to a church at Thessalonica um, over in, in Asia Minor, Greece area. And so he's writing this this letter to the Thessalonians, encouraging them in their faith. And at the end of Paul's letters, he does something that I think is is really valuable. It's hard to preach the end of Paul's letters because he gives like point, point, point. He has like 17 sermons in the last like 20 verses. And so like normally he's like, here's this big topic. I'm going to give you a whole paragraph about it. Here he's like, here's a sentence and there's three sermons inside of the sentence. And so today we're going to cover three verses and it's short. It's 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16, 17, and 18. So let me read it for you, and then we'll talk about what is going on there. And this is what it says, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18. It says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In this short little sentence, there is three definite commands that Paul gives to the church. The first deals with rejoicing, right? We're supposed to rejoice. Uh, what are we supposed to rejoice? Always. We're always supposed to be rejoicing. That means we rejoice when things are great. We rejoice when things are bad, and we rejoice in all the little stages in between. Right? Some days it's easy to rejoice, right? Um, if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan or just a Patrick Mahomes fan, you can rejoice that on Sunday they embarrassed my Houston Texans for the last three quarters of the game. Right? But if you're a Texans fan like I am, it's tougher right, to, to enter into this world and rejoicing because you're like, man, we got punched in the face, and they just kept hitting us. Like, Where was someone throwing the towel to stop the abuse on our team? Right, but we're still called to rejoice. One of the ways we do that uh, corporately is what we just did. Um, worship through song is a wonderful way for us to rejoice, to show God our joy that we have. Right, and we, we give that back to Jesus Christ. Another way we do that is what we're going to talk about mostly today, which is the concept of prayer. Right, prayer is is is, an, is a um, neglected discipline of the Christian life. So for the first two weeks of what we're going to do in here, we're going to talk about prayer. We're going to give you uh, some tools, hopefully, to pray. And today the question we're going to answer is, why do we pray? Why should we pray? What's the purpose behind prayer for us? And the first purpose that we have for prayer is that it draws us closer to God. Right? Prayer is is something that, that brings us closer to God. When we're rejoicing always, when we're always giving joy because of our, our expressing our joy because of what God has done for us, it's natural for us to be drawn closer to the author and creator of joy, right? Like if, if we're constantly celebrating how great God has been, we're going to get closer to God. One of the ways that we rejoice in our prayer life is we thank God for the good things that he's done for us. 
And I challenged my church. We were in Advent, I guess, which would have been like four or five weeks ago now um, that we were on this, this Sunday. Um, but I said, you need to make a list of the things that you're thankful for. And I mean like a real serious list. And there's things that we're all thankful for. Like if, if, if you're married, you're like, man, I'm so thankful for my spouse. And even if you're not thankful for your spouse today, put her on the list, okay? Right, right. Put her down and say, I'm thankful for my spouse because you know what? You're lucky, right? You're fortunate, right? Or, right? Or, or you'd be thankful for your children, right? There's days when I'm not thankful for my children. There's days when I look at my kids and I think, you know, I got six. Would anyone miss one, right? right? Would anyone miss just one? If I had five come Sunday, would anyone notice? Someone would notice eventually. But, but you know, like, you know but, but write them down. Even if they're driving you crazy. Even if they're 17 and dating, right? I'm here with, with, with the, you know, the parents of my son's girlfriend. My goodness. I mean, that, that, that'll test your parenting skills right there. As a as 17 and dating and driving. Oh, dear Lord. So, so rejoice over all those things. Make a list. We have big things, and then be the small things, the things we take for granted. The fact that I have pants to wear is something I should be thankful for, something you should be thankful for right now, right? Can you imagine if I don't imagine, okay? Right? But, but, but I mean, you should be thankful even just for clothes, for air, for, for the fact that the sun has not swallowed us up yet by its gravitational pull, right? There's a lot of things we can be thankful for and make a list, because as you make that list, as you're constantly rejoicing for what God has done, it will draw you closer to God. You know, prayer is, one of the purposes of prayer is it draws us closer. It doesn't draw God closer to us. God never left us, right? God didn't sin and walk away from us and be like, I'll come back to you later. No, we have our whole lives run away from God, and prayer drives us back to Him. It reminds us of who He is. It reminds us of what, what, what He's done for us. And so rejoice constantly. Always be rejoicing. My brother's in sales, right? And he's like, always be closing. The ABCs. That's what my brother does. He's a sales guy, and he loves it. And so his whole life is about closing people and getting his employees to close other people. But as a Christian, right, we should always be rejoicing. That's ABR. It doesn't really fit the ABC acronym, right? Right. But we should always be about rejoicing. People should see it in our lives that we're grateful for what God has done, because you have a lot to be grateful for. So find something today to be, be thankful for, and thank God for it, right? And if you're struggling with that, if you're struggling with some reasons to be thankful, if you're just down today, one of the best ways to combat feeling of, of just being beat up and beat down is just thank God for what he's done. Because once you start thinking, it doesn't take long to come up with things that God's been good to you for. Right, it doesn't take long at all. So, so we need to, prayer brawls us close to The second thing uh, we know about prayer, that the, one of the reasons that we should pray is because God wants to hear from you about whatever is going on in your life. Right? God desires to actually hear from you about what, right? Because Paul says what? He says, pray without ceasing. That means when you're driving down the road, you're praying. Now, now this does not mean close your eyes, bow your head, drive down the road in faith, right? That's a dangerous way to travel the roads of Texas at 80 miles an hour in a 70, right? That's a dangerous way to travel down the road. But you can be engaged in a conversation with the God of the universe. And you know what? He wants to hear from you. There, I come home sometimes and I'm tired, right? I'm just wore out. I've dealt with whatever has been going on in my world up here. And I'm just wore out. And I come home. And my wife is around little people. Even my big kids are still little people that she can't totally confide in. 
And so I come home, and my wife has all of these words built up. And it's, I mean, we'll be in bed. I'm just trying to, like, zone out and watch Scandal with my wife on Netflix. That's all I'm trying to do. Like, let's just watch Scandal and not do anything else. That's what we're currently watching right now, okay? And so I said, but, but she's like, well, I one thing. And then she just starts going. And she doesn't stop. She won't, she won't stop, right? And I'm exhausted. And at some point, like, whether it's non-verbally that I communicate that I'm not going to listen anymore, or verbally I say, baby, I need you to stop talking. Like, I need you right now. I'm done with this. And, and that, so- that sounds worse than it is, okay? But I've, I've been married, I got married in 01, so I've been married for 19 years almost. Like, we've worked out some of those details about when, when she needs to stop talking when I'm exhausted. But... But, you know, God never gets tired of it. You know, he's got a lot going on today. Today was a pretty big day for God, right? He sustained 7 billion people today, right? He kept everything going. He kept the gravitational fields of the universe intact today. It was a pretty big day for God. But he still asks you to pray without ceasing, to talk about what's going on in your life right now. The coworker that's bothering you that you can't stand Right? The fact that your kids are driving you crazy. The fact that the dog ate whatever it wasn't supposed to eat or came inside that. My, I got a dog. Right? And I don't, I don't love any of my pets. Full disclosure. Okay? Right? I don't love any of them. If you came to my house and you kidnapped or dog napped all of my animals, you would make many sad children and one very neutral father. Right, I would not care at all. But we had a dog, my, my daughter's dog, Hannah's dog, came inside yesterday. And it just came inside for like a minute because we had a plumbing emergency, which is always great. Plumbing emergencies are the best. Also a child's fault that we had a plumbing emergency. Regardless of that, whose fault it was, Shelly. We, we had a plumbing emergency, and we had plumbers in our backyard. And so I brought the dogs in. Our dogs aren't aggressive, but I still brought them in because that's polite to bring them in. And that dog, for some reason, like it, it's been in my house tons. It said, I'm just going to pee on the house today. What is going on here? Like, God wants to hear my frustration about Buddy the smiling. He smiles, too. You ever have a dog that smiles? It's disturbing. It looks like he's mad all the time. But he came in. He peed on. We still have our Christmas tree up because we didn't put it up till like, December 24th. Um, So it's still up. So he peed on the Christmas tree. The world's best Christmas tree. The Hallmark Christmas tree that's advertised on TV. He came in and peed. Oh, my goodness. Right, but, and God wants to hear about it. The God who created the universe, the God who sustains life, the God who is dealing with people with major medical issues all around the world, the God who's dealing with children being born into the world, the God who's dealing with crisis after crisis. He's dealing with the, the soldiers who are overseas praying for their safety. He's dealing with, with everything in the world. He wants me to tell him, God, I hate this dog. Take him, please. Right, because that's where my heart is. Now, that doesn't mean God's going to bless that prayer. Not every prayer that you have is, is, is holy and righteous. But God wants to hear it. He wants you to pray without ceasing. He wants to hear everything on your mind. Ladies in the room today, he doesn't get tired. Give your husband a break. Talk to him. He'll listen. He'll listen. Don't pass this on to my wife. Okay? He'll listen, though. He wants to hear He wants to hear about what the good, the bad, your needs, your joys, 
he wants to hear because he is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He is near to us. He desires to draw near to us. He desires to allow us to come near to him, and he wants to hear from you. He wants to hear things that no one else wants to hear about. He wants to hear from you. Prayer is an amazing tool for us to talk to the God of the universe who's interested in us. The third thing, that, the reason that we pray, though, is because our prayers actually matter. You know, when you pray, it makes a difference. I had a student in one of my youth ministries, my last youth ministry. Um, he came to me, and he said, Matt, why should we pray? And I said, well, we pray because, you know, it changes our heart towards God. We get aligned up with God, and, and, and you know, God listens to prayer and answers prayer. He's like, well, does God really answer prayers? And he wasn't saying, you know, is there ever a time when God has answered prayer? But he's saying, like, he was coming out of a real reformed Calvinist thought process. He's like, like God's going to do what he's going to do, and the world's going to go the direction it's going to go. And it really doesn't matter what I ask for because God's going to do whatever he wants to do. He's sovereign. He's in control. He's going to make his own decisions. And I said, well, that's not the God we see in Scripture. right? When the Israelites are having these, um, I don't know, these snakes are climbing all throughout the place and biting people and killing them, it's a pretty nasty time in Israel as they're wandering the, the desert to go to the promised land. And Moses cries out to God and says, God, these wicked people that you're killing with snakes, can you stop, please? Will you please relent? Will you please, like you're right, you're just, they deserve to die. But if everyone who deserves to die dies tonight, it's going to be a lot of funerals tomorrow. Can you please relent? And at the end of that prayer, God says, yeah, make a stick, put a bronze snake on it. And everyone who looks at that, that will live. Right? And God relents. He changes his mind because of the prayer of Moses. Now, God, prayer actually changes things. It changes how, how things work. You can read the end of the book of James. James chapter 5 deals with this in some detail of various prayers. I think it's 5, 13 through 18 if you want to look it up later. But, but, but in James chapter 5, he's like, pray for the sick because God brings healing to them. And pray for this and pray for this with the expectation that God can do what we're asking him to do. You know, God is not limited by what we're limited by. There's no shortage of what God is able to do. Sometimes we don't ask him to do things. And I think one of the reasons that I fail to ask God to do things is because I want to help God save face. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't go to a really fancy restaurant uh, and expect someone else to pay for me. Right, and order all this expensive stuff whenever I know they don't have the money to do it. Right, I'd feel kind of bad because I don't want them to get the check. And when the check comes due, they're like, what do we do? Right, and then they're back in the back washing. I don't even know. Are you allowed to wash dishes for your supper? That's always what they say. I've never actually seen that happen. But right, like it would be, I, want, I don't want them to lose face, so I'm not going to put them in that position. And sometimes we try to protect God like, 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 like he has limits on what he's able to do. And we're like, God, you know, uh, my, my loved one is, is sick. And if, you know, God, if it's your will, and I, and I don't know if it is, and if, if you could, and I'm not sure if you can, and, you know, I would like, but it really, it's no, no one way or the other, God, would you do this thing? But please, it's really, don't worry. I, don't, I'm, I have no vested interest in this, God. It's all up to you. And the reason we pray sometimes these uh, cowardly sort of prayers, these uncourageous prayers, 
It's because, first of all, we don't believe God's going to do what we're asking him to do. Right? We think that if we ask God for something massive, we ask God to take cancer away from someone who's got a terminal cancer diagnosis, we think God can't do it. Or we think God won't do it, and we don't want to put ourselves in the awkward position of like, well, now what do I do? Because this person died. I remember there's a man, I was, I don't know, I was probably 14, 15 years old. He's at my church, his name was John Stiles. John Stiles had cancer. I didn't know why he had cancer until I was older. He, he smoked his whole life. Right? So he kind of earned his cancer the way that they tell you on the pack of cigarettes, we'll give it to you. Right? The, the cigarette pack promised him cancer, he got cancer. But I didn't know that's what happened. I didn't know that's why that happened to him. And, and, and he died, but he was deathly ill. And I was 13, 14 years old, and I prayed to God, the most fervent prayer I've ever prayed in my life. Right? Like, God, heal Mr. Stiles. I love Mr. Stiles. Uh, he lived down the road from me, which is a big deal in the suburbs, because you don't live near people that you know in the suburbs. It's unlike this area here. Um, and so he lived down the road from me. I loved him. I loved his wife, June. Uh, they had dogs that I actually liked. I was a nicer person when I was younger than I am now. Right? And so I prayed this prayer. And it, was, it wasn't a week later that he died. And I was so despondent. I was so upset. I was so, I was wrecked by it. Because God failed me. That's how I viewed it, by the way. I viewed God failed me. I prayed, right? The scripture says, ask anything you want in my name and it will be given to you, right? Like, and so I prayed and God didn't do what he needed to do. Right? And I don't understand why God chooses to do everything the way he chooses to do it. Right? I, I don't. I don't know why, why, why some scoundrels get to live long, long, healthy lives that are relatively trouble-free. And then some of the best people that we have in our lives, they come and they go prematurely from all, all of our accounts. I don't understand it on this side of eternity. But I do know that God listens to prayer. And so we pray to God because he might hear and turn to us. And if he doesn't, at least we're connecting with the God of the universe and we're turning ourselves to him. So guys, what we're going to do, like I said, we have two weeks of this. We're going to do why we pray this week. We'll do something else next week about prayer. Um, but I've made something, and boy, I'll tell you what, when I get to making things, they're just really fancy. I made this thing right here, and it is all of like... Two whole eight by eleven, eight and a half by eleven sheets of paper, and all it is is like days of the week. This is January fifteenth. That's today, by the way. You are here right now, okay? Um, and all it has is three prompts for each day for this little prayer journal that I have here. The first one is thanks. This is what are you thankful? I want you to write some things every day. Right? You can put this in your Bible if you use your. I don't. I don't use a physical Bible for my regular daily reading. That's weird to me now. I would never have said that five years ago, but. But put it somewhere where you're going to touch it every day. So I'll put it uh, on my desk during the work week. I'll take it home on the weekend. And you write something you're thankful for. You can write two or three things. Don't fill the whole thing up because, like, you got to do it for 14 days, okay? So you may run out of things, right? Right. So, so don't shoot all your best shots on day one. Right? But write what you're thankful for, two or three things. Right? And then write your prayer request, two or three things that you want God to do. It could be for, for loved ones that you're, you're in contact with. You know, we had prayer meeting uh, Monday night. Uh, I got prayer requests on my couch right now of, of needs in our church community and in our uh, in that circle of people who are there, right? And so write a couple of prayer requests down and then pray for those things. Thank God for the blessings in your life, the things you're going to be thankful for. Ask God to, to, to respond to the prayer requests that you have and then wrap it up, 
boom, boom, done, done. At night, you can pray again if you want. That, that's extra credit, okay? You're an overachiever if you do morning and night. Good for you, though. I'd encourage you to do it. But just write it down, right? And if there's an answer to a prayer, like if on Monday I ask God to take my dog, and I, I won't, but if I did, and then on Wednesday my dog ran away, just go back up to answer the prayer and say, dog ran away, right? Right? Recognize what God has done, right? Right? So if you're praying for uh, a safe day at work, uh, if you're praying that, 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 that you know, this meeting goes well, or whatever it is that you have in your life, you know, when that meeting is done, or when that doctor's appointment is done, or when that day is done, go back and write underneath. There's just one more prompt. It says answers. How did God respond to that? You're like, I prayed for this meeting. God, will you make this meeting go smooth? And I survived it. Maybe it was a bad meeting, but I survived it on the back end. So write, write how God responded to your prayer. Because when you write what you're asking God for, what you're thanking God for, and how God is working, you get to see the whole process of what's going on in prayer. And so before you leave here, I'm going to hand you one of these, okay? There's uh, 18 of y'all, plus me. Um, and so I made 30, by the way, so I was uh, optimistic tonight, all right? But next week, you'll bring a friend and we'll be at 30, okay? That's how it works pretty smoothly that way. Um, but we have 14 days here in this little booklet here, okay? 14 days uh, of things you can write what you're thankful for, what, what you want God to do, and where you want God to work. Guys, we pray because it moves us closer to God. We pray because God wants to hear from us, and we pray because God listens to us. Let me pray for us now.